This is an AMI podcast. I'm Kelly McDonald. I'm Ramia Amadin, and this is Kelly and Ramia. And Remia, thanks for joining us. We are here on every single weekday, AMI Audio and AMI TV, live on AMI TV at 2 p.m. Eastern time. And then you can catch some repeats as well. And then 4 p.m. Eastern on AMI Audio for our first airing and every eight hours as with the usual schedule of AMI Audio. You can also check us out on your favorite podcast platform. Starting fresh for 2024, let's get into our Ask a Vet Convo with Dr. Danielle Johnkind. Whether they provide us with companionship and income, food, or serve a critical role in the ecosystems that support us, animals are vital to human health. Have fun with us as we learn about animal-related topics and about the amazing bond we share with our animal friends. Because we're fresh into 2024, it feels like we just finished an entire year of Ask a Vet conversations on Tuesdays mm. with Danielle. And she's going to recap some of her favorite topics of 2023 with us. And we're going to weigh in, Kelly and I as well, with our favorites. Danielle, Happy New Year. Happy New Year. It's really lovely to have you back. I'm so glad you stuck around. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> I was going to be back. No worries. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Uh, Yeah. So it's hard to believe that you've been on our show as a regular weekly contributor for years, like so many years. What is it now? Six years? years. Right from the beginning. Yeah. It feels very, very long. I mean, you've been here longer than I have. That's for sure. So what do you like about being a contributor on this show? Well, um, I know I have to say that when I applied to vet school, I never really expected that a career in vet medicine would lead me to doing anything like this, you know, Um, but it's been absolutely amazing to do this for our listeners. Um, It's been a lot of fun. You know, I love how we all have a sense of humor when we're talking about the lighter side of veterinary medicine. And, you know, for me, it's actually um, a great way to keep up with my continuing education. I mean, vets are supposed to stay current with what's new and what's up and coming in scientific research. And for a lot of the more medical and technical topics that we we discuss, you know, I'm always researching what's new so I can talk about, you know, what's up to date on the show. And I really like that challenge of finding that blend, you know, the the serious, useful and fun categories of topics for the show. And, and honestly, that's a little bit harder than you might think to get right. Um, you know, I try to do some technical topics related directly to vet medicine and animal health, some topics that are not really specific to vet medicine, but are related to animals and some stuff about pets that I think will be useful to people who live with them. And and of course, some topics that are purely just for fun because, well, you know, I'm not totally serious all the time and I don't <laughs> think you guys are either. <laughs> Mm-mm. Uh, that would be insulting if someone said that to me. You're too serious. What? Um, you know what has <laughs> always impressed me, Danielle, is that rhythm. And and once you got that rhythm of, okay, we're going to do some serious, a little more serious, very serious, or light, or let's do a couple of light, it, it, lighter topics, I will say it that way, or, or have some out-and-out fun and do a lot of laughing. I'm always amazed because you're here every week just with that rhythm of how one settles into it. And really, Fedora's off to you for that because I think that's a, an amazing skill to have, especially for someone saying, geez, I never thought I'd be doing any of this. Um, 
So if we take the different types of topics that we're going over and saying you cover off, can you tell us what were your favorites from the past year that we did in 2023? Uh, well, for the topics directly related to vet medicine, uh, my favorite one from this past year was actually something really in commonly encountered by clients of vet practices. So on May 23rd, we talked about blood testing. And, you know, at first glance, it seems like a bit of a boring topic, I guess. But, you know, there seems to be a lot of misinformation out there about blood tests and what they can and can't do. Um, you know, when I suggest a blood test to clients, I sometimes get the question, but he just had one a few months ago. Why would he need another one? And, mm. you know, and that tells me that a lot of people don't realize there's an entire catalog of tests that can be run on a blood sample. And of course, we pick and choose which ones to run at a visit rather than running them all every time. And of course, that test that we run now might not be the same one we recommended a few months ago because the situation has changed. Or even though your pet's test was normal a few months ago, we're concerned that it may not be normal now. And I really thought that was important information to get out there and for people to understand. And it's, of course, something that's it's a really common recommendation for a vet to make and for you know a pet person to receive. So I thought it was important. And there's also information in that segment about making it easier on your pet to get blood taken, you know, using those distraction techniques and food rewards that I talk about all the time. And of course, the easier it is on our pets and their people, you know, the more likely they are to get better vet care. So that had to be one of my favorites for that type anyway. Mm. Yeah, that's a really interesting one. And there's so much kind of like, you know, that we wouldn't necessarily look into just the average person, Danielle. And uh, so when you come on here and give us like very deep dive type subjects uh, or information into subjects, it definitely feels like, uh, you know, things that we wouldn't have otherwise just run across because we Google searched it ourselves, right? So if we move on to the category of useful topics for people who have pets, do you have a favorite in that box of things? <laughs> well, I guess I cheated a bit with this one because it kind of overlaps with the first category. But, you know, um, in my defense, I did say that sometimes happens. Yeah, fair. But <laughs> on, on February 7th, we, we actually talked about telemedicine, which, of course, has been around for a while, but has really taken off since the pandemic. And we talked about how veterinary medicine is regulated by provincial bodies in Canada and how veterinarians in each province can only practice in the provinces in which they're licensed. And similarly, veterinarians who are licensed elsewhere cannot necessarily practice here until they get licensed here. So that's a surprise to many people. And of course, this requirement of licensing um, also applies to the practice of telemedicine in Ontario, at least. Um, I haven't looked up the regulations for other jurisdictions, so they might be different, but I thought it was important for people to know the benefits and limitations of what telemedicine can do in a veterinary context and to know that it really can't replace one of those in-person visits. Mm. Um, we also talked about the ability of vets in Ontario to prescribe medication without examining an animal in person um, in that segment. And of course, you know, um, talked about how they can only do that in a limited way and only to give a prescription for enough medication until your pet can get in to see their regular veterinarian. So as that situation evolves, you know, and the regulations and, and everything change, like we'll have to kind of keep up to date with that. I have found it very interesting over the years, Danielle, especially as a person who, who doesn't doesn't have a pet, but 
I, you know, when I hear about things that are so similar in the way of, obviously, I understand the behavior, someone come in, talk to you, the, the connected behavior between human life and, and pet life or, uh, and the way people kind of view that family member, but also even down to medications. There's times we've had to talk about medications or a health issue and they're so similar, parallel, or what we might say, oh my gosh, that's horrible for a human. And I, you learn how much, but yeah, but it's a very different story uh, so, you know, for, for, for a pet. So I have learned so much from some of those. And when you talk about these things and do the comparison, mm. you find it incredibly helpful. So what about the shows where we talked about animal topics that were unrelated to veterinarian medicine at all? Which one was your favorite in that category? Well, actually, on June the 6th, we talked about an awesome group called the Friends of the RGF Reef Group that are building um, artificial reefs to support marine life in the Gulf of Mexico. And, you know, for me, this was really one of those feel-good success stories that I came across, and I just had to share it with you guys and with our listeners, you know. We hear all kinds of stories on the news about our oceans being in trouble from things like overfishing and pollution. And this was a story about the locals realizing that fish populations were in trouble right. because dragging the seafloor for species like shrimp was disrupting the local reef ecology. And of course, this group then went out and they started cleaning and sinking old boats, uh, concrete railway ties, cinder blocks, all kinds of things to create these artificial reefs, which are doing great things by providing habitat for marine life in the area. And we talked about how the University of Texas is also doing a study on this project to evaluate its usefulness in capturing and storing carbon. So, you know, mm -hmm. with all the doom and gloom we often hear about environmental topics, it was like just really super great to share something positive for a change. I really yeah. like yeah, that this one. This was one of my favorites that over all, all from all of them all last year, but mm. in this category, for sure, it was a lot to picture the images, the ideas of what people had because of our huge concerns about plastics, about definitely what's going on to, to the wreaths in, or, you know, in our world. And it just seems so hopeless, the things you've been hearing about. And well, how do we fix that so far down underwater? What do we do with the water a size of an ocean affecting these wreaths? And this was just such a nice, nice positive yeah. thing. Or it seems to be. I think so too. Yeah, it, it's one of these conversations where, and we have several of these types of things where we just start to understand and connect the chain of, uh, you know, us and animals and nature and everything that kind of revolves around everything else. And, you know, this specifically feels like that. Okay, Danielle, obviously- This one obviously, and the gorilla one, right? The gorillas too. Yeah, yeah, that was, that, was that last, that was last year too, I think so, yes. yeah. Um, Danielle, how about the purely for fun category? Because obviously this is one of our favorites. Oh, mine too, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> so my favorite in that one this year was uh, September 26, where we highlighted some animal news stories. So this was the show where we talked about the barking dogs being added to a symphony in Denmark. <laughs> um, we had a story about voles being used to study how hormones influence falling in love. Uh, we found out that rats were becoming a tourist attraction in New York City. Yeah, super <laughs> fun. Kelly remembers and that. And my favorite. Oh, yeah. yeah. And my favorite, of course, the bears stealing the Krispy Kreme donuts out of an unattended <laughs> van in Alaska. <laughs> what a year for bears. Yeah, exactly. Oh, my gosh. So many bear stories. Yeah. <laughs> Our yeah. animal friends are never boring, that's for sure. Mm. <laughs> and what about you guys? So um, who wants to go first, do you think? 
for me, like, it's it's more of a category thing. There's so many segments we have with you, Danielle. And when I think of just the title of your segment, which is Ask a Vet, I think of this as just tips and tricks coming straight from the vet. And you've had, uh, you know, lots of conversations with us where you've talked about bathing tips or, you know, outdoor tips with your uh, animal friends when you're going hiking with your dogs, what to consider. Or if you're if you're talking about like uh, first aid for your dogs and grooming in general, all of these kind of like, um, keep in mind dot, 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 a category is really, really fun for me and just, you know, take home tips, if you will. And with that comes the descriptions of different things, right? Like understanding what to look for physically, um, symptoms of illnesses and things like that, but not necessarily just that, you know, just thinking like, Make sure to check behind the ears, you know, and and I find that to be just very like tactile and informational to just remember if you own cats, if you own dogs or any other animals, too. We've highlighted a lot kind of a lot of different pets um, to be useful. Kels? I find the unique ones, the island with the horses, the things yeah. that you tell us in the stories with the histories and history that's come. How did this come to be? For for someone who's not a pet owner, I think those grab me almost like I'm sitting in front of the, you know, watch nature or whatever channel and away it comes something like, what? What? That's so cool. <laughs> um, that stuff really gets me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. There were some really good ones. The Sable Island horses were really good. Yes. Um, that really was really good. great. And then there was the one, I think it was last year about the right whales, you know, which was really kind of mm. cool too. The last of well, the right that whales. Plight too, because it was such a plight that went on with the, the right whales and the concerns um, that we were following in the news, even before the pandemic. Yeah. Right. Right. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Daniel, awesome. Well, it's enough, always nice to recap some of the things that we've talked about already, and even just to bring back the conversations themselves uh, throughout this year to remind ourselves of the things that we talked about. So thank you for your weekly contributions. Mm-hmm. No problem. Looking forward to more. Yeah, us too. Dr. Danielle Johnkind joins us on Tuesdays. That's for Ask a Veterinarian, where she brings all her expertise and research and puts it in a nice 15-minute box for us. And so uh, you can check that out on your podcast platform, whatever is still out there from last year's conversations, and continue to tune in for the weekly convos here. After the break, we have our every other week convo with nutritionist Julia Caranchis. And today she's tackling what foods... To eat raw versus eat cooked. We'll be back with that information on Kelly and Ramia after the break. Stick around and learn something new. Kelly and Ramia return with more in a moment. Hi, I'm Jenny Bovard. Join me monthly for Low Vision Moments, where I speak with awesome guests about some of the amusing things that happen when you're blind or partially sighted. Watch on YouTube or download Low Vision Moments from your favorite podcast distributor.